Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. We are New York, talking about what matters to you on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now, it's Rich Valdez. This is America with Rich Valdez, powered by PolitiWeek.com. And Rich Valdez is with us, former Christie administration official. You worked for Chris Christie, you've been in politics, done a lot of public service stuff. Rich Valdez, columnist now with the Washington Times. This is America. Richie V, you're on the air with the nation. The nation. This is America with your host, Rich Valdez. All right, New York, what's going on? I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all of the social media. Check me out on Twitter. Check me out on Parler. And I'm, I even get on Instagram every now and again, believe that or not. That's at Rich Valdez. And welcome. Welcome. I feel like it's been forever since I've been here, but it's only been a week. We've got a whole lot to catch up on because so much has happened in the last 72 hours, 42 hours. Election day, you've heard it everywhere. It's turned into election week, maybe even to election couple of months. And... You know, I'm glad that I'm a little bit of a geek and I remember how things went down in the year 2000 while I was a young man. I was still a sharp one and I paid attention to these things. And it's really interesting to me how so many people that are new to this dance look at this and they're freaking out, they're wigging out. And listen, I don't have a crystal ball. I'm not in the prediction business. But one thing that I do know is that this thing isn't over. Now, first, let me invite everybody to the program. 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-WABC. Now, I want to get into a few things. Tonight I want to talk about affidavits, election fraud, what's your beef so you guys can give me a call and tell me what your beef is. I also want to get into a little bit of what happened in 2000 and how we can analyze that through the lens of today, through the lens of current events. Now, typically I would have a monologue and do a little bit of a rant right now, but I read a very short column in The Federalist that was so much more articulate than I am. So I'm going to read you this because I thought, man, this thing is spot on. It's by Christopher Bedford, and it's entitled, Saturday's Media Declaration is a Naked Attempt to Silence Republicans and Nothing Has Changed. And this is from last night. Nothing has changed since Friday night. You might find that strange, given the media stampede to certify the election results for their man. But it's crucial. The calls made Saturday morning are as arbitrary as they were last Tuesday. This could easily have waited for Monday. And this flies in the face of the massive evidence of voter irregularities that, at a minimum, should be heard in court before anyone considers calling the election for any winner. You add in the pending lawsuits, official recounts in Pennsylvania, Georgia, Arizona, Nevada, Michigan, and Wisconsin. And the conclusion is an attempt by the American media to pick our president and decide our election. The danger comes now when in concert with Silicon Valley censors, how they're going to use their decrees to dismiss and silence anybody who gets in their way. For large swaths of the corporate media, 
the work to elect a Democratic president never ended. From before he even took office, they've attempted to delegitimize President Trump, his entire administration, and they employed tools ranging from innuendo to foreign disinformation and from partisan uh, conspiracies that were laughably labeled anonymous senior officials. They didn't stop on Tuesday. Holding, excuse me, calling the win for them is just one more step in that direction. Now, they're holding out the call on Republicans on wins like Florida. They held out for hours, North Carolina, for days, while recklessly rushing calls on states like Arizona for their team, Team Blue. Since Election Day, these irregularities have piled up. There were quick, very, very uh, precise examples in Pennsylvania, where these large Democrat cities were illegally barring Republican poll watchers from getting even as close as six feet to do their poll watching duties. Multiple allegations of, this is so crazy, of the long dead. That means not just recently dead, the long dead voting in 2020. And on Friday, evidence was released that vote counting software from Dominion Voting Systems switched thousands of votes from Trump to former Vice President Joe Biden in just one county. While this software was rejected three times by the Texas Board of Elections for noticeable security vulnerabilities, it was used all across Georgia and Michigan, two of the states subject to Republican lawsuits, and in Georgia, it's subject to a recount. None of this is proof. The Democrats didn't win the election, even if it strongly suggests that there's some illegal, undemocratic activity going on in several counties and states across America. This is a naked corporate attempt to exert control over what's happening in the United States. If it's just one thing, remember this. Corporations don't get to pick our president. And they don't decide our elections. Donald Trump's entire presidency is an affront to the media. His victory was an assertion that they weren't in charge, that we are, we the people. That's why they hate him. That's why they have to destroy him. And that's why this power grab is all about them and their power. It's not about election results. It's about media elites reminding the people who's really in charge and who gets to make the rules. Nothing has changed in America since Everybody in America went to bed on Friday night. There's a fight coming. And you need to get ready for it because the corruption of the big city Democrat machines is finally going to be examined in court. Every day, the media is going to call you crazy for demanding the truth. Don't give in. Buckle up. Great piece by Christopher Bedford. And I totally agree with that. This is absolutely what's going on. Couldn't have said it better myself. And let me tell you, that's hard for me to say because I think I say everything better myself. And I love to hear myself say it. This is the bottom line. They are flexing their muscle. Or as the great one Mark Levin would say, they're showing a little ankle. Because they want to remind everybody who's boss. And we can't allow that to happen. So I want to talk about history and looking at this situation through the lens of history. Now, many of you remember 2000. A lot of you guys are older than me. I got into talk radio at 39 years old. And that was a few short years ago. I've been in politics for probably closer to 20 years. So I remember this stuff. But one thing that I can tell you is listening to a cut that we got from CNN uh, 
from their documentary, Endless Election, really opens your eyes when you hear Dan Rather, when you hear Peter Jennings, the late Peter Jennings, and so many others that were making these calls in 2000. When you hear them in a documentary coming clean, it's pretty clear that even they felt this thing was totally off base. So let's hit that CNN one. Check this out. Stand by, stand by. Uh, CNN right now is moving our earlier declaration of Florida back to the too close to call column. Ah, 25 very big electoral votes are hanging in the balance. <laughs> this no longer is a victory for <laughs> Vice President Gore. We're moving it back. Oh, wait a close <laughs> One to order call. of order, please. Oh, yes. And I could actually feel sweat as I realized that this was wrong. We had to correct it. And so did every other network within minutes. NBC News is now taking Florida out of Vice President Gore's column and putting it back in the too-close-to-call column. Bulletin, Florida pulled back into the undecided column. Computer and data problem. We pulled it back until we can examine the data and see where we are. This knockdown, drag-out battle drags on into the night and turn the lights down. The party just got wilder. We don't just have egg in our face. We've got omelet all over our suits. The numbers start to go back and forth. Uh, you know, we couldn't trust any of them. And I finally ran out of ways to explain to the audience what was going on. The chaos factor just went through the roof. There's always chaos. Now we reach the abnormal. Now we reach a land where we've never been. A land where we've never been. That's exactly where we are. So I want to get your thoughts on all of this because we're going to get to your calls. We're also going to dig into what's going on with Rudy Giuliani, the latest with the lawsuits, the latest in all the battleground states, all of that and more. Our phone number is 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC. This is America. It's the biggest election of our lifetime, and we've got you covered. Is Election Central streaming on the 77 WABC mobile app? We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. Who is a budding radio star, by the way. Richie Valdez is terrific. All right. Thank you. Great one, Mark Levin. Of course, you can hear Mark Levin right here on Talk Radio 77 WABC every Monday through Friday, 6 p.m. to 9 p.m. He is the great one. I call him the boss. And it's an honor and a pleasure to serve as Mr. Call Screener. But right now, today, I am me, Rich Valdez, with an S, your liberty-loving Latino amigo. And I'm right here in Midtown Manhattan giving you the raw deal on what's going on. At least that's how I see it. Now, we've got a lot of people that are online to, to get in. So if you're able to if you're not able to get in to get a call in, just keep trying. A line will definitely open up. I want to share a couple of thoughts with you. Our phone number, by the way, 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. I was looking at uh, the news, and there was a article on WFMZ headline, Hunterdon County, New Jersey, makes arrest in voter fraud, according to authorities. Short article, little blurb, basically talks about how this dude – Voted in a different name, grabbed somebody's ballot. You know, exactly what everybody's been saying could happen. And what I want to get at here is this. The real issue, I think, with well, several issues, it's, it's multifold. And this has been a discussion I've been having with my brother. And he's like, you know, 
Trump needs to come through with the evidence. Now, listen, there's evidence, there's illegality, there's unconstitutionality. There's several angles here. Number one, you've got these machines that they're saying are screwed up, that it's a glitch, quote unquote, while other people like on Lou Dobbs, Fox Business Channel, not a YouTube conspiracy network. Sidney Powell, federal prosecutor, excuse me, federal litigator, she says that she's got contacts that worked with the United States government saying they've used software to interfere in elections abroad and that this seems eerily similar to what they'd seen in other countries. I'm not going to get into this whole um, scorecard hammer conspiracy stuff because it's outside of my realm. But it was interesting, and she made it a very, a very poignant case, in my opinion. But another part of that, besides irregularities with voting machines where you go to vote for Trump and it casts a vote for Biden, is when you have someone that gets all these ballots. Now, some of you guys know that I used to work with Project Veritas, and my job was to get people out into the field to get undercover video. So part of what we did when we were putting together these voter fraud videos was to do interviews in canvas areas, et cetera, et cetera. So I had these people doing these things and I had a team in Colorado, one near the university, others in other parts of the state like Denver. And what's interesting is that they, they found people that would openly admit that these ballots were delivered by the United States Postal Service, and they were left like, let's say, in the vestibule of an apartment building. So if there were eight families that lived there and there were two voters per apartment, you'd find 15 or 16 mail-in ballots. Now, what's interesting is you see Denver's a big school, and sometimes you had these students that would live off campus. And I'm just using Denver as an example because it's one I have personal experience with. And they would take these ballots because these people would graduate from school or move in with a different roommate or go to a different school. It was a pretty transient area because it was so close to such a large university. What ends up happening is you get these ballots and all of the the crazy progressives knew that. So they would go into these big buildings to just scoop up these ballots so that they could have them and use them as political currency to do what they needed to do. This is something we uncovered and this was, you know, got on, on tape and the tape was handed over to all of the authorities and I'm talking as far back as 2014. But that's something that I knew about back then, and that's something that happens. And that's exactly what this guy was being charged with in New Jersey. The guy in New Jersey took somebody else's ballot, probably somebody that died that received the ballot or somebody that moved, and he voted in his name. He voted in their name, and I think he might have voted in somebody else's name as well. So when you're saying, oh, where's the proof of widespread? We're not talking about widespread. We're talking about individual acts that could be widespread. I'm not using the word widespread. That's what the liberal media is using. They're the ones saying widespread. I think everybody on the Republican side is just on the Republican side is just saying that there are irregularities, there may be fraud, and that the mail-in ballots make it incredibly easy to have fraud. And I don't think that's disputable. Now, that's one part of it. The machines are another part of it. The third part of it is probably the most complicated part where we're talking about state Supreme Courts or state agencies, county boards of elections, exercising authority that they don't have, extra constitutional authority, something that is outside of the realm of the United States Constitution. Now, 
I'm not a lawyer, nor do I play one on TV, but I do uh, work with one on the radio. And I learned a thing or two there. And one thing that we have learned and that we do know is that the federal government, and you've heard this before, but I'm restating the obvious, says that state legislatures and only those state legislatures can create these laws. So you're talking about state assemblies, state representatives, state senators, putting forth a bill, making a law, getting it to their governor to sign so that it's law. And if that's not the case and that's not what's being done, then it doesn't count. And that's the bottom line. So this is the biggest part, in my opinion, where the president has the most to gain. When you have various Democrat groups that have changed the rules just so that they can add in lots of ballots and they can count ballots after the fact, and they put this massive pressure on the Postal Service, and you've got the Postal Service who James O'Keefe and Project Veritas have exposed several people. One of them is a whistleblower. He's on the record. And you can go to my social media. I've been tweeting out all of their videos, at Rich Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez with an S on Parler or on Twitter. You can see exactly what they're saying. You can see what they're doing. My estimation of that is these guys aren't wanting to commit fraud. They're just stuck. They're saying, hey, listen, we have to get everybody's vote in by November 3rd. And they're saying, that's a week's worth of work. We'll be doing that until November 9th. So their boss goes, you're right. Bring them in and we'll backdate them. They're not trying to commit fraud. They're trying to keep their job and help America. Honestly, in my opinion, I think that's what they think they're doing. So they're committing fraud <laughs> to help America so that people's votes can count. But what ultimately I think is going to happen is these states that said, oh, we're going to keep taking, you know, we're going to be accepting and counting votes votes well after 8 p.m. on election night. If justice has its way and is done and the Supreme Court does the right thing and takes this case to right the wrongs that have been done here with these rogue courts like the Pennsylvania Supreme Court acting as if it were the legislature, creating new law out of its own edict. If the Supreme Court does the right thing and corrects that, I think that will cancel illegally cast ballots and it will even the playing field so that we can truly see who's winning the election. Of course, the Democrats are framing this as saying, listen, every vote must count. Now, let's rewind back to 2000, right? I played you a little bit of audio of that. I want to tell a little story. I tell this story all the time because I think it's such a great example of how the left works. After Vice President Gore... I think it was 9.55 at night, 10 o'clock at night maybe, maybe closer to midnight, whatever it was. He comes out and he says, I concede the election. He calls Bush and says, I concede. Then he calls him back two hours later and says, hey, I got to retract my, uh, my concession. And Bush says, what? You, you've got to retract your concession. He hangs up. Then he tells his campaign chair, you've got to go outside and you've got to tell them, we're retracting our concession. Too close to call. And people are like, hold up a second. Has this ever happened? Have we ever done this before? Of course we'd never done that before. And it was okay for them then. They allowed that and they were happy to do it. And they started litigating. And it got very sloppy. But the point was, well after election day, our great friend, one of our favorites, Al Sharpton. Al Sharpton shows up in Florida with 150 people behind him, and they roll up to a polling location, that which, of course, is being guarded by police, just like the one in Pennsylvania. So right now, if you were to walk down to Center City, Philadelphia, 
and say, hey, listen, I missed election day. Do you mind if I go in and vote? They're going to tell you, oh, hell no. <laughs> you can't go in there and vote. Of course not. But this is what Al, as Curtis Lee would call him, Al Slim Shady Sharp. And by the way, the Guardian Angels are on site over there at in Center City, Philadelphia. They tried to roll up as if it were election day with 150 people, African-Americans, and he, he says to the cop that's at the door, let us in. We're here to vote. Woodhouse Nissan offers a variety of SUVs and crossovers to fit your lifestyle. Whether you're looking for an SUV with high towing capability or a crossover with all-wheel drive, you can expect a variety of safety features, plenty of seating, ample cargo space, and innovative design to tackle virtually any adventure. Explore the Nissan lineup of SUVs and crossovers featuring Rogue, Rogue Sport, Kicks, Murano, Pathfinder, and Armada. Visit one of our two Nissan locations or shop online at woodhouse.com. And the cop says, no, there's no voting. You can't go in. And they take this clip, and it's widely circulated, no social media back then, just on the news, fake news media. And everybody's like, oh, my God, I saw it with my own eyes. I saw Al Sharpton and 150 people get denied their right to vote. The problem is the fake news media left out the fact that it was Saturday. Election Day was on Tuesday. That's the type of lion that we're seeing right now. This is why we have to pay very close attention and not allow them to cheat us. When we come back, I'm going to get into a couple of different things. And, of course, your calls. What's your beef? Keep it locked right there. I am Rich Valdez. You're listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC. We are New York. Talking about what matters to you on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. All right, New York, welcome back. I am Rich Valdez, Valdez with an S, at Rich Valdez on all the social media. And I was just looking at my social media, and I just saw a tweet come in from my president, Donaldus Magnus, El Trompito, the 45th president of these United States, El Presidente, saying, watch the Mark Levin Show. At Mark Levin Show, at 8 p.m., we will discuss mail-in ballot hoax. And, of course, uh, he's talking about Life, Liberty, and Levin on the Fox News Channel, which is probably something you don't want to miss. And a uh, big shout-out to the president and El Great One. Now, I want to give you our phone number, 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Chris in New Jersey. What's on your mind, my man? How you doing, Rich? Can you hear me? Loud and clear. Okay, so I want to raise a question where we owe this election. Uh, I'm an independent. Trump's been the greatest president in my lifetime. But we owe this election to the wounded warriors for invalid votes versus valid votes. I think you're 100% right. We always owe our freedom and our liberty and so much of what we have uh, as a – a right in America to those that have served in uniform. And that's why 77 WABC is going to be honoring them throughout this week and especially on Veterans Day. So keep it locked right here for that. Thank you, Chris, for your thoughts on that. And let's go to Michelle in Staten Island. Michelle, what's on your mind? Hi, Rich. How are you? Yeah, I mean, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more in regards to the media. Tell me more. I, I, I was flabbergasted when I saw the, Oh, I see. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you 100%. The media is out of control, and I definitely appreciate your call. It sounds a little staticky, but thank you for chiming in with us. And let's go to Frank in Passaic County, New Jersey. Frank, what's up, man? You're on with Rich Valdez. How you doing, Rich? Um, you know, I'm very perplexed by this. First of all, 
first of all, they didn't call Alaska, which is hysterical considering Alaska was 80% for Trump. I don't know whether they're looking for seals to, to, to vote. I don't know what's going Polar on. Polar bears. But, Al, but, Al Gore's polar bears. That's who they were waiting for. Yeah, absolutely. I am. I am so. What are they scared of with a, with a state with three electoral votes? But that that brings me to another point. The point is that now all of a sudden the Democrats loved electoral vote. <laughs> yeah, right. Three the the last election it. they absolutely hated it. Now it's their favorite thing. It's their new best friend because it worked for them and it won. It's not Hillary anymore. And that's the the hypocrisy of of the left. Honestly, I've never seen Republicans take that position. They've always said stick with the electoral vote. That's what it is. The electoral college is the electoral college. Every single president elected has been elected by the electoral college. The popular vote is not a thing that we use in America. It never has been a thing. And I would hope it never is a thing so that all small states can still have representation. So I appreciate your call. You're 100% right, Frank. Let's move it on to who's next there. Okay, let's go to Billy in Rockland County. Billy, what's up, man? Hey, Rich, how are you? Doing great. Uh, I just I, I just had an observation about the Dems. Uh, I really think that the Democratic Party is in trouble because they can't have it both ways. They can't have their moderate blue-collar side, and they can't have their progressive side. And where have all the moderate Dems gone? Where were they for the impeachment? Where were they for the Hunter Biden hoax? And where were they for the defund the police? You well, Billy, you know what? I think you're them. right. One thing that I, jumps into mind right now is – a couple of nights ago, we had election day, right? Election day, election night, election quarter. It seems like it's turning into being one of those people got squeezed out, right? You had a moderate Demo, uh, Jeff Van Drew in Jersey. And because he didn't want to vote on impeachment, they kicked him out of the party. He became a Republican and he won. So I think it's fascinating that you bring up that point because that's exactly the state of affairs that we're in today. It's like you can't dissent. You can't say, listen, I disagree. And that's where we are. So it sucks to be there, but that's where we are. I appreciate it. Our phone number is 1-800-848-9222, 800-848-9222. Let's uh, go to the next one. Wow, look at this, St. Louis. Uh, let's go to David in St. Louis. What's on your mind, brother? What's going on? How are you? Good. So I have two quick questions, uh, one about the election and Trump and one uh, a little off topic. So one is, uh, you know, we that Trump is going to try to sue the uh, Democratic Party for trying to rig, uh, quote unquote, rig the election. Do you think he even has a chance in the suing? Well, he's not suing. Um, he's not suing. What What's happening is he's saying that the state Supreme Court in Pennsylvania, and that was kind of what I opened the show with, doesn't have the right to change voting laws because that authority's never been invested into the court. That authority is invested into the state legislature. So if the Supreme Court takes Trump's case, what they're going to say, what he's going to be saying is they're acting extra constitutionally and they don't have the authority to do this. Now, if this, the court interprets the Constitution as it's written, it's very likely if they do take the case that they will at least some of the justices make the case and have the opinion that his argument is accurate. And that they did not have that. Now, how they come down on it and say, you know, all right, which how we're going to stop it. We're going to stop everything that was after 8 p.m. We're going to stop it for future elections. But everything in this election has got to count or everything that came in after this one. I don't know how they're going to decide that stuff. That's going to be up to, to them. But does the argument have merit? It has tons of merit. And there's tons of scholars 
that are saying as such. So thank you for that. And by the way, I think we have some audio on that from an election lawyer. Do we have that, those three audio cuts from Cleta? Well, while we work on that, let's take another call. Let's go to uh, Rocky and Brick. So you're crying about Bernie Sanders. What's up with that? How are you? Yeah, what I'm saying is I would like the Bernie supporters to say, to think about this. Uh, If this had happened to them, if these situations occurred to them, what would they be doing? And how would Bernie be feeling right now? Well, you know, Rocky, I think think uh, you bring up a really good point because here's the deal. I think this did happen to them. They did cheat. (laughs) Bernie Sanders was definitely the guy who would have won this thing. He had the most support. He's got the most loyal people. These hardcore leftists, these are the Bernie bros. They're it. They're the real deal. And they. this is, I think, the reason that there's so much voting cheating going on is because they knew they could not count on the Bernie bros to come out. They didn't come out for Clinton, and they weren't coming out for Biden and Harris. So I think this is why they cheated. They cheated Bernie out of this in 2016. They cheated Bernie out of this again in 20, uh, 2020. So – I think we're seeing exactly why these people were forced to cheat in their opinion, if I can go that far as to opine on their behalf, because they didn't have the Bernie bros. So I hope that makes sense. And let's let's go to the next one. Um, Richard in Queens, what's on your mind? Hey, Rich, how you doing? Great, brother. Listen, regarding those votes, the um, the claim that came after a certain time of the night. Mm hmm. It's those those votes could be so hard to prove, but they, they got rid of the evidence. There was the envelopes. And that the FBI never got involved in this, it's a disgrace. And, yeah, well, I think it's all, it's it's one of those things where the FBI may be involved as we speak. We don't know. A lot of this has to do with the postal police. They may have to do some of the inspecting on the postal side of things. This isn't a federal matter uh, overall. State elections are state elections, even though we're voting for a federal office. The, it's a state matter. So what ends up happening is the state police, the State Bureau of Investigations, that's who's going to be doing a lot of this. However, with the fact that they're voting for federal office, this is going to bring in this additional nuance. So I think we're going to see how that unfolds in an interesting way, but it's not necessarily a, uh, a federal case through and through. This is why you, they keep getting rejected from federal courts. So very tricky, interesting legal ground that they're treading and we just have to keep our ear to the ground to stay up to speed on what's happening. Let's go to the next one. Um, who's this? Mike in Brooklyn. What's going on? Hey, Rich. How you doing, buddy? Good show. Thank you, sir. Listen, call me, call, call me crazy, but like, I, I think it's just crazy that in the year 2020, we can't have an election system where everybody uh, is able to do it in a safe and secure way where you get a confirmation that your vote was accepted. And it's just with technology and everything. I don't understand why why we're just not going into that system. doesn't seem to be any plans in the future. No one's really talking about that. It, it's, am I crazy? No, well, I don't think you're crazy. I just think that everybody always thinks that it's somebody else's job. So, for example, I think if if – you, for example, feel that way, then you should probably be leading the charge to get that done or at least finding people that will do this type of election reform in your state, in your area, in your district. Because if we don't take things into our own hands, we the people, the government belongs to we the people. These elections are for us, we the people. 
We can't expect some schmuck that gets elected like Joe Biden or who spends 48 years, right? Last night they said 48 years ago last night was when he got elected to the United States Senate. Just think about that. I'm not even 48 years old. That guy's been in public life getting a public paycheck. For a couple of years of my life, I worked for the state government and the Christie administration. And I'm not going to say I felt guilty getting a public paycheck, but I feel a whole lot better getting a private one that I feel like I earn a whole lot better. I mean, I went from a job where I paid nine grand a year in my health insurance to going to a state job where I paid $750 a year for a family of four. I mean, you can't tell me that somebody's either I was getting ripped off by my employer or I was ripping off the taxpayer paying seven fifty. however you want to slice it. So bottom line is when you see something that needs to be changed, I think that that lies with us. And there's way too many people in our society today that are waiting for the next guy to do it. Uh, and this isn't pointed at you per se. This is just in general. Ultimately, all I hear in the world of talk radio when I get these calls is people tell me, what can I do? I'm just a regular person. What is it that I can do? You could do a whole lot. You know who else is just a regular person? Just happened to have a few billion dollars more than the rest of us. Trump. Trump was sitting pretty with his supermodel wife right here on Fifth Avenue in a building with his name on it. Really nice building, by the way. And he decided, I see a problem. I know these clowns won't fix it. So if I want to see a change, I got to be a, the change I want to see in the world. Keep it locked right there. You're listening to Talk Radio 77 WABC. I am Rich Valdez. This is America. We are New York on New York's Talk Radio 77 WABC. Now it's Rich Valdez. This is America. Para Inglés, o primo número dos. Para Rich Valdez. Y esto es America. Ahora. All right, New York, welcome back. 1-800-848-WABC. 1-800-848-9222. And I just want to give a quick shout out to WABC. It is such an honor to broadcast from these brand new studios, but I did have the pleasure of broadcasting from the old studio, the old WABC, which was 17 floors above Madison Square Garden, right in the middle of New York City, where L. Rushbo, I know we don't do that, but we're doing it. L. Rushbo, Rush Limbaugh, started his uh, career there in New York City. The great one, Mark Levin, started his career there. Sean Hannity left Alabama and came to New York and started his New York radio show there. I mean, just a legendary studio that I'm honored to have cut my teeth and talk radio in the biggest market in America on one of the strongest radio stations in the country. You know, you could hear this radio station in 26 states without even streaming it over the Internet. You just turn on your AM radio. I mean, it really is an, uh, an honor and a blessing to be here, so I'm grateful to all of the listeners. And if I don't get to everybody because we're down to just a few minutes, but I'm going to bang this out. You watch how fast I can fly through some of these calls, especially if you're a liberal. I can get through that real fast. But I wanted to say big shout-out to my colleague here as well, America's Mayor Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani's been busting his butt for the president, for America, to do what's right with this election. We've got... This report in the Washington Times last night from Alex Sawyer, speaking from Philadelphia, Mayor Giuliani told reporters that there were dozens of poll observers who did, who will be testifying that they were not able to expect, inspect the mail-in ballots. Now, this comes after several news outlets have already reported that there are affidavits, several affidavits, sworn affidavits, people that are on uh, under oath, sworn under oath saying that they observed different things, that there was, you know, some shenanigans going on. So 
keep that in mind because we're going to hear a lot more about that tomorrow as more lawsuits are are filed. But I wanted to get into this other topic about the potentiality of non-citizens voting in these elections because of lax driver motor vehicle laws which allow people to register to vote even if they're not legal citizens. And I don't know if we're going to have a ton of time to get into that, but I'm going to give you some of the highlights. Now, this is an article on JustFacts.com from my buddy Jim Agresti. Really good article, Quantifying Illegal Votes Cast by Non-Citizens in the Battleground States of the 2020 Presidential Election. This came out today. Here's a little bit of the summary on it. Based on Current population data from the Census Bureau and voting data from previous elections, Just Facts has conducted a study to estimate the number of votes illegally cast by non-citizens in the battleground states in the 2020 election. The results show that such fraudulent activities have netted Joe Biden the following extra votes in these highly contested states. Check this out. Now, it gives you a bunch of states, Arizona, Georgia, Michigan, Nevada, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. The usual suspects. And there's like a, a plus and minus with a spread. You know, so anywhere from like a thousand extra votes to fifty thousand extra votes. Now what I find in- interesting is it says here if the lower end of these illegal vote estimates were removed from the vote tallies as of November eighth at two AM, Donald Trump would be leading in states that have a total of and have a total of two hundred and fifty nine electoral college votes or just shy of the 270 needed to win the presidency. If the upper end of the illegal vote estimates were removed, Trump would be leading in states and have 285 electoral college votes, or 15 more than he needs to win the presidency. So this is, uh, again, factual stuff. Just Facts always puts a really, really uh, great effort together to put this forward. And one of the things that I like is that they always get some feedback from colleagues. It's peer-reviewed. So here's a quote from Dr. Andrew Glenn, Ph.D. He's a professor emeritus of operations research at the United States Military Academy. And he says, instead of adding politics and vitriol and bias to this timely heated topic, this study provides credible data analysis and supporting information to support the strong hypothesis of non-citizens having a significant effect on this election. Any serious critic should try improving on these estimates as opposed to dismissing them with unproven claims. I couldn't agree more. That's on JustFacts.com. Check it out if you want. And let's go to the phones. 1-800-848-WABC, 1-800-848-9222. I'm really happy that you guys are calling in. We got. Let's go to AJ in Philadelphia. AJ, what's on your mind? Hey, Rich, how you doing? Uh, I called in because I heard that one gentleman saying that uh, we really need technology to improve things. Let me tell you. And I want to say to all the faithful that are listening out there, Donald Trump supporters, people who love this country, we need to embrace the idea and understand totally that we were cheated. Yeah. The Democrats saw as the, us coming. They immediately suggested this uh, mail-in vote, if you recall. They're the ones suggested it. And then all the Democratic states, especially the uh, battleground states, the, uh, the, the, uh, the people in charge there, even though in some cases the uh, legislature should have done it but didn't, the governors and the uh, secretaries of state went for it like a marlin hitting a fishing line and ran with it because they knew that they could get away with murder on this. And we really need to understand that there, 
again, they want us to be traditional values and say, well, we need improvement in the future or and count on the good nature of uh, basic na- uh, good nature of Americans. But they saw us coming and it's. You're right. I agree 100 percent. They saw the red wave coming and they said, holy crap, we've got to fight this one way or another. We've got a minute to go. And I wish I had more time for him. I want to go to Jimmy in Brooklyn because uh, Jimmy always has some excellent insight. Jimmy, what's on your mind? The communist. Francis Fox Piven said in the past, it's on tape. Mm -hmm. I was there in the audience. She said we're going to get the changes we want largely through minorities and immigration. So the idea that these are local issues because it's state, different laws in different states, this is a worldwide movement that was involved in our election. You know what? You're right, Jimmy, and I agree with you, especially with respect to the United States Postal Service. This is one of those things where it's a worldwide movement. You're right. There are communists, socialists, uh, leftists, Marxists, so many people that have so much in common. And one thing that they all have in common is they hate America. They hate you and they hate me. They hate freedom. They hate liberty. This is why I always say we have to stand for something because if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. That's Hamilton. And the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for us to do nothing. Thanks for joining me. I'll be back Monday through Friday. Talk Radio 1071. And right now, this is Talk Radio 77 WABC. I'm Rich Valdez. Find your next truck at Woodhouse Buick GMC. No matter where you're heading or what tasks need tackling, there's a premium and capable GMC truck that's perfect for you. Make a statement on the job site, out on the town, or wherever life leads you in the powerful and distinctive Sierra 1500. Or elevate your driving experience in the adventurous and innovative canyon. Explore our inventory online at WoodhouseBuickGMC.com or visit our indoor showroom today. Woodhouse Buick GMC. We are professional grade.